0: Shabbat shalom, and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. More news nuggets for you today. We're going to start with another attack on our freedoms from the tongue in cheek, most transparent administration in the history of our nation. It has been announced that the White House is exempting its own office of administration from FOIA laws. In case you don't know, that's the Freedom of Information Act. Well, surprise, surprise! Interesting, many people are requesting many documents on a certain Clinton right now. Could it be there's something in that office that can't be so easily deleted? This is the office, after all, that handles records archiving, like emails. Just asking questions here, folks. No, Mrs. Clinton for president. And though I sure hope not her, and it won't be me, I am still and always, open to a female leading our nation. For a first gentleman in America. Just not her, please. Frankly, no one else currently in politics either. And this next generation is disgustingly short on possibilities. You know, if she hadn't left her duties to her own state, to pursue the presidency, I would probably have voted for Sarah Palin. No, I don't hunt. Don't care to kill myself, nor do I care to eat death overly much. But I'm certainly not going to throw out her rights to do both, nor her open enjoyment of them. It's not, in my opinion, any place she's politically wrong. In fact, I think she's politically right to utilize her rights, to enjoy them, to be very open about them. It's not like she's hiding anything. She's openly enjoying her American freedoms. But I wouldn't vote for her now because she let down those who elected her in order to campaign. That, to me, was a lack of dedication in keeping her word. And yes, people, I hold males to the same standard. You really want to serve the people in our nation? Keep your commitments to those you're already serving. See it to the end and then move forward. Anyone who leaves one office for another, more politically advantageous or powerful one, I just can't trust, you know? It's a shame, but no one seems to think how one conducts oneself, whether publicly or privately, to be important in a leader. Well, here's one for freedom. Yes, it can be stopped. It can be rolled back, bit by bit. Overcome the bad, the wrong unconstitutional so-called laws, with new good laws, uphold freedom, as the state of Texas is doing. The Texas State Senate has approved a bill that allows open carry. As I've stated before, it's already a right. But Texas was one of the few states that restricted that freedom in the past. Now, with this new law, they're still requiring licensing and permits, but it is a step in the right direction. Good job, Texas. Bad news The Presbyterian Church USA is killing itself by promoting homosexuality. Well, you can argue whether that's bad news or not, depending on your feelings about Presbyterian Church. But they're trying to force all congregations to perform fraudulent marriages between the same genders, as well as accept perverse clergy. They want this to happen within one year's time. When are they gonna learn? Do they think these homosexuals are going to fill the empty pews? Are they going to tithe? Are they going to teach Sunday school? Visit nursing homes and prisons with the gospel? Yeah, a few might come to church here and there. They might even help with a clothing ministry or a food bank. Some may even do short-term mission trips for a vacation or whatever the reason. Maybe just the, it feels good to meet felt needs, excuse for ministry. Which isn't ministry. It's social work. You don't need to be in a church for that. And they know that full well. Everyone knows that. Except perhaps certain church leadership. So, what exactly do you think you're gaining here, pres leadership? Converts? Nope. Cash? I'm thinking, overall, not. Packed churches? Again, why would they? If you've compromised the entirety of church history and shown it all to be a hypocritical bunk to you? You don't believe it. Why should they? See, hypocrisy is not trying and failing. You don't become perfect when you're saved. Hypocrisy is holding others to what you don't believe yourself. By which definition? It's the unsaved who are the true hypocrites to try and hold us to a standard of a God they don't even believe exists. They just like to shout that at us as another excuse to deny Jesus. Well, why go to church in that case? There are more socially elite places to hang out. Definitely more fun places to go than someplace singing songs and studying about someone whose word you have absolutely no belief in. Church is for Christians. Everyone welcome to attend, to learn, absolutely. But it's not for the unsaved. It's the gathering of the saved to worship, to grow, to exhort, to encourage, to honor Christ. Christ, who saved us from our sin. Sin, the important word there. Moving on. As I record this, Netanyahu's Likud party has a win with 30 seats. The Zionist Union won 24. So 30 represents one quarter of the 120 member Knesset. Those are the official results at this time. Could change because the Ikhad party is claiming election fraud. They didn't earn enough seats for parliamentary representation. Well, they do have the right to dispute election results within a week, so we'll see if this leads anywhere. Doubtful here, but we'll watch it. Now some exciting prophetic news. Yes, this always excites me. Prophecy being fulfilled. It has been announced that the Temple Institute has finished the altar of sacrifice for the burnt offering. This one's huge. Literally. It's said that it can be sacrifice ready at a moment's notice. So things are being put together toward that temple being rebuilt. It's going to happen. Whether it's in my lifetime or your lifetime or not, it will happen at some point in time. It's so exciting to see all the pieces being put together right in front of us. It's awesome. You can't stop God's word. You can't stop prophecy that God gave to human beings and said, look, this is how it's going to be. That's true prophecy. You can't stop it. You can't change it. You can't alter it. You can't slow it down. And you just got to be thrilled when you see it occurring right in front of you, not just reading about how things were fulfilled before you were born or how they will be fulfilled afterwards. But actually seeing it happen right now. Yeah, I love it. Okay, more bad news. A so-called Southern Baptist pastor, Lynn Ridenauer, and forgive me if that's an improper pronunciation of your name. He's promoting teaching the Book of Mormon. Southern Baptist from the pulpit. Are you mad, man? He says himself, I embrace it. What? You embrace it? He says, I believe the truths recorded in it. What truths? There are no truths in it. A known scammer who was convicted in his own day of fraud wrote an ever changing novel to rob the pockets of men who chose to work. He didn't work, he didn't want to. So he devoted his whole life to the best way of robbing others. Man, if he'd been born in welfare days, Mormonism would never have happened. He would have gotten on public benefits. Problem solved. That's some truth for you folks. Do your research. A great place to begin is the book titled One Nation Under Gods. That's plural. Not God, but gods. G-O-D-S. Great resource. Which is wonderfully sourced meaning all of their sources are well documented and easily verifiable oneself so the southern baptist convention is also destroying itself from within the wolves and sheep's clothing have been welcomed in with open arms i'm openly calling out the southern baptist convention to publicly denounce and remove him if he wants to repent and come back to true christianity cool By his own words, he's been a believing Mormon since the 1980s. 1980s! What on earth is he doing anywhere near the Baptist church? Now, he doesn't call himself a believing Mormon, but he publicly says the Book of Mormon is truth, and is teaching it in conjunction with the Holy Bible. Folks, that is a Mormon. That's not Christian, and that's certainly not a Baptist of any flavor. Hmm. I want to rant now on this conversation garbage. You know, we're all having conversations and dialogues with other so called faiths. What is this conversation concept? Rhetorical question Have truth? Present truth? Give truth? There's no conversation. There's no dialogue. Because there's nothing that needs to be figured out or decided. There's only truth that needs accepted, lived. The truth is known, and it's knowable. So you either live it, or you reject it. But people have to hear the straight-up truth before they can decide. That's our role. Tell the truth. Offer the choice. There's no dialogue, no conversation. Stop with the whole conversation dialogue, please. People are dying and entering hell in droves. And you want to have happy little talks to pat each other on the back and wish each other the best of luck on the journey? How is that love? Love tells the truth. Hey, there's only one way. His name is Jesus. And if you don't turn away from your sin and come to God the Father through him, you're destined for eternal suffering. Eternal. Never ever ends. That's terrible. If you call yourself a christian don't do that to people please especially when you're in a position of leadership and authority when you have a public voice use it to tell god's truth not something that makes you feel good happy cozy cuddly accepted warm and loved tell them the truth moving on wheaton college hires an openly self-identified homosexual woman as a counselor this is Waitin, folks. Are there any standards left over there? Alcohol, student relationships. And now this? Wow. Christian parents need to wake up and fast. These are not the same institutions they began as. So-called Christian colleges, universities. When my son was a teen, we started getting bombarded with information from Christian colleges. From well-known places like Pensacola to obscure Midwest schools without any history or accreditation. Not that I care about government validation at all. I don't. I homeschooled for a reason. So, we're looking at all these schools, discussing pros and cons. We finally narrowed it down to two, and took those before the Lord in prayer. I felt the answer to be no, at once. No to these two? They were doctrinally the best. No, period, was the response. I didn't understand. I told my son, and I asked him to pray with me specifically, whether he should go at all. I kept hearing a no. I kept questioning and asking the Lord why. He answered through a dream. Yes, like it or not, he sent a dream as the answer. Maybe because I wasn't listening, because I kept questioning. He had to show me. I clearly saw in this dream my son walk up to a group of youth on this campus. I couldn't believe the way they were dressed. I heard their conversation. I followed them through a single night in this dream. I tried interrupting, stopping things a few times before I realized I wasn't there to them. I realized I was dreaming in the dream, so I just kept watching and weeping. I won't go into detail, but I was shocked, disgusted, and mostly heartbroken. I lived an ugly life in my early teens, before I had my son, but it sure wasn't on a Christian campus. It was on and off the streets of some of the worst places, in places of open vice. I think the worst part of the whole dream is that people were being deceived. Parents were trusting to send their children there, Young people were trusting it to be a safe, sheltered arena for their intellectual and spiritual growth. It was truly vile what the Lord showed me that night. I heard these words clearly after observing. Den of hell, of Satan. I awoke, deeply devastated. My son laughed in scorn when I shared the dream with him. He said, Mom, there's no way it could be like that. These are solid Christian places just being overprotective. Truly, I was not. I had been so excited for him to be going. We had spent a good year exploring, researching, talking with a number of these schools. I didn't want to believe it either, but I've learned in my life to listen when my father God is speaking. We asked him, now we have to accept and walk in his answer, especially when we don't understand. That's when we need faith to step in and keep us in the right direction. Trust in Adonai with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 Well, this was six, seven years ago. Now, some of these things I was shown are coming out, little by little, one issue at a time. One destroyed young life at a time. One disillusioned young adult who has been taken by the hand and drawn on the broad way to hell at a time. One news headline by one. Realize, please, that for every issue that makes headlines, there has been a chain of others leading up to it that didn't, that you never heard about. You don't get to major spiritual downfalls without the breadcrumbs of small compromises behind. Saddens me. I've been quiet too long. Speaking of major spiritual issues, the state of California has received a request from a homosexual to create a brute squad with legal authority equal to the police. Thugs to perform hate crimes against straights in the name of the law. ashes to force their dirty lifestyle upon us as though we don't have our own sins to deal with now we have to be forced to theirs where's the tolerance surely not from their side the perverse side they don't really want tolerance they want conversions you know what so do i only i'm honest about it and my methods are different my methods are not like theirs bullying intimidation Hateful rhetoric, a.k.a. hate speech, and the forcing of unconstitutional laws upon a dumbed-down populace. They're doing all these things with one hand, while the other is pointing a projector at us Christians. Look behind the white-screen people. Look behind the curtain at the great and powerful LGBTQ. Expose them for the frauds they are. Just don't stop there. Look inside them pity them, love them to Jesus when you see the why. Why must they insist everyone share in their brand of sin? In order to excuse it, to justify it to themselves, thinking somehow that will remove the dark sin stain from their souls. It won't. Should the whole of mankind declare it okay, they will still have to face the one who defines sin, God himself the one who is ready in an instant to forgive it, if they will just turn their hearts away from it. He will help with the body afterward. Let him cleanse you today. He is waiting. Chapter 3 of the book of John tells us in verses 16 and 17, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, that means you, whosoever believes in him, Shall not perish, but shall will have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. See, the world is already condemned, each of us, condemned for our own sin natures. But he sent him that the world might be saved. I invite you, he invites you, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah, Savior. Repent of your sin to him in your heart. And be saved today. Yeshua Adonai. Jonah 2.9 Thanks for listening. Copyright 2015. A Christian.